I'm Kylie, founder of Akanel Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. Hi guys, welcome back. It's Morgan. Today I'm sitting down with Coach White. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yes, we're excited to have you and get to know you better in your team. So I'd love to just dive into this and get to know you and your team more. So I wanted to ask, what, what have been some of the highs and lows of your current season? Oh my goodness, you're asking at a really good time. <laughs> um, well, so uh, we have, well, we had a, five or six new kids. So we had four, no, five freshmen and, and one junior college kid. So we really didn't know how our season was going to start. Um, but it, it started well and our young kids played well. And I think we only lost four games in the preseason. And then we went on a, like a 15 0 run, um, and won our conference, uh, our conference, our regular season championship. And then we went into the, just this, I mean, I'm just getting home. Uh, we traveled home yesterday. So we just played in our mountain West tournament and we were in the championship game and lost in overtime. Oh. That must have been an intense game. Very, very. It was, uh, it was a team that we'd beaten before, um, but uh, we, we didn't play our best, but we made it close and gave ourselves a chance to win at the end. So it's wow. kind of all you can ask. True. Do you feel like, she mentioned like this season, how it's, it has been a good one. What do you feel like has made like such the difference? Well, we've had some, some really good players. We've had uh, we have a, the, the, play, the freshman of the year on our team. Uh, her name is Haley Cavender, and we had the player of the year in Maddie Udy. Um, and so we, we had some great players, great coaches. My assistant coaches are, are really good. And we've now been at Fresno State for six years. We've been in the championship game three. Uh, we've been in postseason five of those six years. So um, sometimes just patience and hard work pay off. Wow. Yes. No, it's amazing what like dedication can do to help a team. So that's awesome. I'm impressed. And I can tell that you're passionate about the sport. So your team's going to keep going far. And how did you even get to becoming a coach? Well, the funny thing is, um, I'm, I actually grew up in Kanab, Utah. Oh, um, small town. And, uh, from there, I didn't have a lot of offers. I had a couple Division One, but then I, I actually played at Utah Valley. Oh, nice. Um, and it was a community college at the time, so it was only two, a two-year school for Tom Perkins, who is my all-time favorite coach. Um, anyway, and so we played there. We went to nationals. Um, it was just so, so much success. And after that, I went out to Kansas State for a year, and that didn't turn out the way I really wanted it. And so I finished up at Southern Utah University. Oh, got wow. My in education and right out of college I started coaching at Dixie State as an assistant oh no way and then yep and then uh right after that I got the head job at Snow College and at Snow College I was there for five years and just recently this year um they put me in the Hall of Fame there so that was really nice and special I got to go back and see a lot of the kids that that I play that I coached um and after that after Snow College, I went to the University of Utah for two years as an assistant, and then shortly after that, went to Wyoming for three years as an assistant, and then got my first head Division One job at Northern Colorado, 
and I was at Northern Colorado for eight years. And again, we were very successful. Um, one conference, um, went to postseason play, got to the second round of the NIT, and then I got the job at Fresno State. And then I've been here for six years. Oh my gosh, that is such a cool story. I love seeing how you've like been everywhere. That's so cool. I, I played volleyball at Snow College. Oh, you did? So, what yes. year? Um, 2017. I oh, okay. 2017, yeah. So I'll have to okay. go and look for your, your picture in the hall of fame. Yeah, it's in the hallway. They just put it, well, I hope, I think they, they put a temporary one up, but then they just put one. And then two of my players, Nicole Paul and Casey Cook, are both in the hall of fame there. So oh, kind of fun. Goodness. Wow. I'll Did you like your it. time at, at Snow? Yes, I loved it. I learned some awesome things there when I was there. That is so yeah. cool, though. It's a wow. special place. I really liked coaching there, too. I know. It's such a fun, small town. Mm -hmm. Was Snow the most different than the other schools that you've been at? Um, you know, what, what we did at Snow College was, uh, well, one, I played at Utah Valley, so I knew the league and I was very familiar with um, the junior college, right? So yeah. um, what we did there was we were able to get a lot of kids that maybe wanted to go to BYU or Utah but weren't good enough or were talented but not tall enough or whatever it was. So we <laughs> yeah. were really – really fortunate to get really good players there, really good, hardworking kids. And, and we were very successful my last year there. So we won the conference two years in a row. My last year there, we were 30 and three. So we'd won 30 games and, and uh, only lost three. So we were very successful, had a great president, a great athletic director and Ken Beezer. And then um, I was fortunate enough to get a call from Elaine Elliott at Utah. Oh, wow. Went from there. Wow. Yeah, you've been mm -hmm. to a bunch of schools like around Utah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's a cool story. That's a cool story. Yeah, I'm going to go look for you in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I'll be like, yep, I just talked to her. I feel so cool. <laughs> That'll be perfect. <laughs> Going along with this, like since we are a traveling company, um, what are some of your most memorable travel experiences that you've had? Well, I've had a lot of travel um, with with teams, whether it was me as a player or uh, basketball related. So, um, when I was at snow, I used to go to Switzerland every year. Well, the last two years I was at snow, I'd go to Switzerland for three weeks and do a basketball camp there, wow. um, which was eye opening. That was my first time out of the country. And, um, we would have a week off in between. And during that time I was able to go to Venice and we went to Paris and we were able, you know, from Switzerland, you can really get anywhere. And so that was, that was my first, you know, out of the country experience, which was awesome. And then um, after that, uh, when I was at, well, the two years, well, two of the years that I've been here at, at Fresno State, the first year we got here, we're able to take these teams on international tours, as we talked about earlier. Yeah. And so our first year, right when I got the job, they said, yep, you got the job you're now uh, in charge of going to Australia before I even played a season. Whoa. And so it actually worked out well because we were able to have 10 full practices and get to know the team a little bit better. And then we were able to play four games in Australia. Um, but we didn't even know these kids. And I didn't even know my coaches. Like I just hired new coaches. I just met the kids and we had to put our system in. But, when, but it, was the, it turned out to be the best thing ever. We, uh, we went to Melbourne and then Sydney and then Cairns and we played two in Melbourne, one in Sydney and one in Cairns. And the, the funny thing is, is 
you know, as a new coach, you're like trying to put your rules in and everything. Well, in Melbourne, we had six kids sneak out of the hotel. And I'm sure it was harmless, but one of my assistants caught him in the elevator. She went and checked rooms and then she caught him in the elevator at three o'clock in the morning. So, so when we went to Sydney, we were, we were like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I said, well, we're going to run them. And so when we got to Sydney, we, we ran the Sydney Harbor um, and we timed them. And the funniest thing is uh, now if you ask those kids what their favorite thing was and they, then they would say their favorite thing was the run in Sydney Harbor. Isn't that funny? <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. So oh anyway, God. so after that we went um, from Sydney to Cairns and let me remind you and, you, and you know this, but when it's summer here, it's winter there and we were absolutely freezing in the gyms. We, um, I had to borrow two of the girls' jackets, and we had layers on layers. We were so cold. They just don't, they don't heat the gyms during the winter. It's not snowy winter, but it's cold enough that we were freezing. And then that last, that last trip, we had to fly from Sydney to Cairns, and we had to get off the plane and play a game. So we got off the plane, and we played a game, and we played all zone, off, zone defense, um, and we hadn't the whole time, and that was kind of scary because – here we are, new coaches, having to do something new on top yeah. of new. Um, and then the next day, we went to the Barrier Reef, and it was the funniest thing in Australia. They said, okay, who would like, because we were going snorkeling, right? So they said, okay, who's going to snorkel? Everybody raised their hand, and they said, who's going to scuba dive? And I went, wait, what? You can scuba dive? And they're like, yeah. And, and so, well, half of us said, well, yeah, we want to scuba dive. So they, they showed us this video and in 10 minutes we were certified and we were scuba diving. <laughs> what? Hey, that's I so know. Cool. I know it was fun. And, and we would have to go down with, with the instructor and he, he made us lock arms, but we did it twice. And on the second time he let us go a certain amount of ways away from him. But it was the most, at that point, it was the most amazing thing that I'd done or seen. And um, we actually found a little Nemo. Um, you know, what a clownfish yeah. and we all got pictures with the clownfish in this, uh, coral stuff. It was the coolest thing. And I will never forget that. And neither will our players. Our players were amazed. And those are players that would never, ever be able to go to another country ever. Oh, so, um, it was really special. That's such a cool experience. And is that, that happened two years ago? Um, so that was when we first got there. So that was six years ago. Oh my and then, gosh. Last year, we went on another international tour. So the rule in the NCAA is you can only do it every four years. Uh -huh. So last year was our, four, our fourth year. So that time, we decided to go to Europe, one, because we knew it was going to be warm. So we, yeah. went to, we flew into Como. We played in Como, Italy. Then we went to Switzerland, and then we went to Paris. And, in, and, and again, so completely opposite of Australia, it was so hot. Oh. My coaches were like, we are wearing shorts. We are not wearing pants. We're wearing shorts and, and we might even be in tank tops. It was so warm in the gym. It was unbelievable. Oh. So we went from freezing in Australia to hotter than heck in Italy. Uh, we stayed at, at Como. We went up the, the, the lake to Bellagio. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. And, saw the, and if you ask the girls, we got to see George Clooney's house. So they were so excited about that. <laughs> Wow. Oh, I can only imagine how hot that was. Italy, yeah. when it's hot, is very hot. 
Yeah. And then after that, we went, um, we were on a bus. We bussed up to Switzerland. And then from Switzerland, we, we took the train to Paris. And I would say most of our players, I mean, they loved Paris. The Louvre and all the museums, oh. the Eiffel Tower. We got to see the Eiffel Tower at night. Um, we just got to see so many things. And we had the best tour guides. I mean, the tour guides made the whole trip. The, the tour guide in Paris was unbelievable. She gave us so much history and, you know, told us the ins and outs of, of artists and of the culture and all these things. It was really, really fun. And how about this? We got to see the Notre Dame and then it was only like a month later. It, it burned. <gasps> what? Yeah. So remember that it, uh, there was a fire in there. Oh, yes, um, I do remember. Yeah, we had been there just a month before that happened. So that, that was kind of special for our girls to have seen it before. and been there before. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that was like meant to be. <laughs> yeah, no, that was really fun. And I had been there before, so I wanted our kids to see all of those things that I'd already seen. So we kind of, we created our own trip and then we hired somebody to kind of take us everywhere we needed. And then people had to set the games up and stuff. And we won all the games. And, uh, we got to eat with one of the teams and they didn't know English and we didn't know their language. And so, but the girls still tried to talk. It was really fun. And, 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 you know, most of the time when you go on a trip, it's beautiful what you see and what you do, but it's the people that really make, make it the best. And so to have our good, our tour guides and to be able to eat with the teams and meet different people, I just think that's what really makes it special. It's true. And I bet your team got closer on those trips too. I feel like that always yeah. happens. We always say it's, um, it's team bonding on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love that. That's what I love is that sports with sports comes awesome opportunities to go places and learn new things. So I'm glad that your teams had those experiences. Well, speaking of college sports, like if you're an athlete wanting to play for a team or university, what would your advice be to them? Well, you know, um, first you got to be good. Yeah. I mean, you got to work hard and you've got to be, you know, you've got to be, I would say in high school, you know, if you want to be sure that you're going to have an opportunity in college, whatever level, cause right. I've coached at all levels now yeah. in your college division one, you need to, I mean, statistically, I would say average double, double in something in high school. So that's 10 points and 10 rebounds. You're going to get seen, you know, 10 assists, 10, 10 points, whatever it is, average a double-double. And then there's these club teams. And I think that's so very important that you get out and you play at a high level where coaches can see you. And I don't think you have to do too much. You just have to make sure that you're, you're on a team where you get to play and you go to places where there are college coaches that are watching you and evaluating you. And then um, making sure that you reach out to coaches and let them know that you're interested and um, go on unofficial visits. So right now in women's basketball, we are recruiting so early. We've had a lot, and I think it's a, a sophomore, junior years are really important that you're playing in front of college coaches and you're taking unofficial visits. So we, we would, I'd probably say we have 25 to 30 unofficial visits a year from kids. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And those are visits that they pay to get here, but they let us know. And then we take them around, maybe come to a game, uh, maybe do a workout with our kids or, you know, just come and, and walk around campus, look at the academics. But I've seen that those people whose families are doing that, they are way more prepared. They have better questions. 
they have seen more, so they have better comparisons, and it's really more beneficial for everyone when kids do that. Wow, well, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I think it's, it's really, so a couple things about qualities and players is that what we look for at Fresno State is somebody that works really hard and that we don't have to force them to work really hard. So for example, we have twins that are freshmen, Haley and Hannah Cavender, uh-huh. and they are, they are in the gym. If they aren't in school, they are in the gym or they're sleeping. I mean, they, they get in now they're in college. They've already won their scholarship and they're actually both starting for us, but it doesn't matter. Like they are in the gym, getting shots up. They are um, talking to coaches, watching film. They never miss that. They, they are constant. And that's, what's made them good is their desire to get better and their, their effort. And then when they play, they, uh, one coach said, she explained it this way. She said, man, I love those Cavenders. They play like their, their hair is on fire. <laughs> and, and that's a good point because you have to, you know, without your talent can only go so far without effort and energy. Um, you're not going to make it. You've got to have those things because the college, the college season is so long and so physical and so um, demanding that if you aren't in it for all the right reasons and if you don't love it, it's going to be really hard. Now, most freshmen struggle at some point because it's just different and they have a transition. But for the most part, you've got to love it and you got to find a way to get over those bumps during the season because then postseason comes. And I mean, look, we just played in the championship. We're going to go to postseason play. Now it's kind of all the hard work pays off at the end of the year. It's true. No, it's so true. You remind me of the quote that's like, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it sounds absolutely. like the twins. Thank you so much for those insights. What's one thing that no one knows about you that you can share? <laughs> oh, let's see. I have six brothers and sisters. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, I'm the second to the oldest. And in my family, I'm the only one that um, has graduated college. And oh, wow. the reason I did was because I had, a, I had a college scholarship because my family could not afford to send us to, col- to college, nor my brothers and sisters had that opportunity. So I knew that basketball was my way to, to success, to be honest, to getting paid more. To I didn't know that I was going to be a college coach necessarily. Um, when I was in, I'll tell you this short story. When I was in the seventh grade, I was somewhat of a, I was a little bit rebellious. And um, <laughs> that I had a teacher grab me and she said, not grab me, but she stopped me yeah. when I was messing around one day. And she said, Jamie, you got to, you, you know, you got to, you know, toe the line. You got to do this, do that. And she, and I said, and I said, I, I am, I'm good. I'm, I'm ready to go. And she said, you're, you don't even know what you want to be when you grow up. And I said, yeah, I do. I want to be a college coach. And she said, you'll never be that because you have to get your master's degree. And I was somewhat crushed, but more mad than I was crushed. And I was determined to prove her wrong as far as my master's degree goes. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because inevitably I am a college coach with a master's degree. So oh um, as much as that maybe seemed negative, that, that motivated me and, um, and helped me to realize like there was a lot out there in life that I wasn't really necessarily aware of. And I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and asking and questioning and, and taking up opportunities that would help me attain my goals. Yeah. That shows that like, you get to choose where you go. And if you work hard, you can go places. So that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. 
what's your next adventure? Oh, goodness. Well, um, basketball is an adventure every year. So that's, that's something. Um, you know, since I've been grown, I guess you can say, mm -hmm. I've had an interest in, I think everybody has an interest in making money, but I have an interest in investing. And since probably for the last 10 years, I have continued to buy um, rental properties and fixed them up and, and held them to rent and, and kind of um, create a little bit of a, you know, not a bank account or a retirement plan for, for when I'm done coaching. Um, but it is such a passion. Like I could stay up all night looking at houses and how much they cost and if they'd be good for rentals. And, and I have uh, multiple properties in, in multiple states. And so I've just really been interested in how that works and what the tax benefits are. And, and I think as a coach, coaching is a little bit volatile. So, um, you know, I think you do have to make sure you have a backup plan in case it doesn't work out. Now, my career has been very, very successful and I have been so blessed to be um, involved with great programs and great mentors and great administrations. So I feel comfortable with that. But again, um, there's going to be a day that you want to retire and in that retirement, you want to make sure you can still travel and go to all the fun places that are on your bucket list, right? So um, that's been one passion of mine um, that I've been doing now since, you know, 10, 15 years, and, and it's been very successful for, for us. So it's, uh, it's just, it's, it's fun to have other things. You know, when you're coaching, your focus is so, so much on basketball and winning and it can consume you mm -hmm. and it can, it can really be exhausting. And, you know, when, when you're losing and you're winning and you're, you're in championships and you have a bad year, I mean, there's so many ups and downs that you really have to take care of yourself. And in this past year, um, I've just realized like you have to, you have to have a focus on maybe some other things, hobbies or things that you love just to, to get a, you know, kind of to get out of your own way a little bit. And I've been doing that and it's been, um, it's been helpful. Even though your focus is on your job 110%, you still need a break once in a while. And when you have a break that maybe just gets your mind off the stuff you can't control, is it's been nice. No, it's true because I think it's easy, especially with being a student athlete, to to not think beyond your sport, like your sport becomes your life because it is, you know, it's like a full-time job. But I think that's awesome that you're seeing there's so much to do other than sports too. So I think yeah, that's awesome. we, we try to um, help our kids see that too and make sure that they're taking appropriate breaks and that they are. So for example, right now we're waiting to see what we're doing in the postseason, and we won't know that for a week. We just gave our kids six days off. I mean, and you as a student athlete, you know, you don't always get six days off between no. games. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, right. So we, we give six days at Christmas. And then when we came back from Christmas this year, we went on like a 15-0 run. So we thought, well, let's do it right now and see if we can come back fresh and ready to make another run in the postseason. Wow. Yes. No, you seriously, you're doing great things as a coach. And I'm excited for your team and to see where things go. So like, seriously, thank you so much for letting us get a glimpse into your team and how you coach and how your team's doing. It's been awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I can, yes. I can talk till the cows come home. So no problem. <laughs> here. Thanks for listening to the 35,000 feet podcast, where we chat with interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. Do you have a story that you want to share? 
visit www.acanela.com slash podcasts to share your story and be featured on our next episode of 35,000 Feet.